Welcome to another podcast from Best Self Magazine, the leading voice for self-empowerment, holistic health, and authentic living. Hello, this is Ron Baker, and I'm so happy to share with all of you Best Selfers a subject that I consider to be really important. Nurturing and vulnerability. The power of healing our inner wounded child. While I was out on a walk with a dear friend recently, I was taken by surprise when some deep wounded feelings began to come up. Fortunately, I let myself share and have a big old cry right where we stood. As it turns out, those particular feelings were connected to challenges that I went through with my father when I was a child. Once I was done sharing, it occurred to me that I had been carrying those specific feelings around inside me for decades. By the end of our walk on that sunny, clear morning, I was grateful for two things. Number one, that I have friends who are willing to offer loving support when I have an emotional need. And number two, that I've already spent a great deal of quality time teaching myself how to feel safe with vulnerable experiences. I think these perspectives are really important to share because I don't believe most people truly feel safe with vulnerable feelings. We live in a world that has been operating with a primitive emotional education in many ways, and it seems to me that neither men nor women tend to trust the beautiful process of acknowledging, sharing, and releasing their feelings, particularly when it comes to wounded feelings. To understand why, let's look back at our early lives. If we didn't receive a nurturing education that championed our feelings when we were young, we learned some version of fear, shame, and self-doubt. What may not be so clear is that once we learn to associate fear with feelings, we tend to shut them down going forward burying them deep inside us with the hope that they will somehow magically disappear. How often, when referring to some challenging event from a person's past, have we heard them say, Oh, that occurred such a long time ago. Thank God that's over and done. Important to understand is that emotional energy does not just go away. When we suppress and bury our feelings, that energy literally becomes trapped and stored in the cells of our bodies, hoping for a time when we'll finally feel safe to acknowledge, express, and release them. I'm quite clear how many years I spent suppressing feelings. That is what I learned to do in a family dealing with divorce, alcoholism, and a lack of understanding how to communicate. Like most family dynamics, even though each of the people in my family had wonderful potential the whole time, we spent many years surviving as five wounded people on five separate islands. One of the core challenges I had to negotiate growing up was having a father who never said a single thing to me other than occasionally barking orders like, go mow the grass. 
Even though we lived in the same house for 13 years, I don't remember a single time he asked me how I was doing or took the time to share anything about himself. I only remember feeling desperate to get his attention. With no real guidance or modeling about what it would mean to become a healthy man in the world, I began searching for all the ways I could achieve and impress. Certainly big accomplishments would get my father's attention. I was hoping that having him proud of me would become the answer to the pain and self-doubt that I carried. I quickly became a super achiever. By the time I finished high school, some of my accomplishments included becoming the senior class president, the valedictorian, the drum major, the lead in the school play. I was even named outstanding student of North Carolina. I then moved on to a career performing over 60 leading roles in Broadway shows and on opera stages all around the world. Despite all of my efforts, I still felt like the same little wounded boy doing my best to keep people distracted with my talents while I hid the wounds and fears that were plaguing me on the inside. The fact that this approach was never going to work was never clearer than when I was in Monte Carlo doing a world premiere. I was surrounded by some of the world's greatest glamour, blessed with opportunities like dining with royalty. And yet all I wanted to do was throw myself off the balcony of my hotel into the ocean. Soon I will share an extremely helpful process for resolving wounded feelings. But for now, I just wanted to share that part of my story and to say that I know I'm not alone in having early experiences that left me with wounds of self-doubt. That's because most of us grew up without a clear emotional education. As a confirmation that this has been true all over the world, let's look at some of the wounded symptoms that have been coming up over the last decade. When the energy of wounded feelings and self-doubt build up inside us, they literally become toxic to our bodies, and they're quite often triggered by events that are taking place in our present lives and then become acted out. This is what I believe has led to such a surprising number of school shootings, an alarming rise in serious diseases, an unprecedented number of individuals becoming dependent on antidepressants, and disturbing new levels of suicide, from troubled teens to well-known celebrities like Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. We have governments who seem more interested in winning and opposing than they seem determined to find solutions that serve the good of the whole. There's been a constant stream of leaders caught in wounded, self-serving choices that prioritize the almighty dollar rather than standing up for principles and values that are simply fair and humane. We've become a world more immersed in our gadgets and technologies than we have typically been investing in one another's lives. In the name of convenience and progress, Perhaps we need to admit that we've been getting lost in the distractions while we have simultaneously been losing the art of connection and value.
I believe that each of these wounded manifestations I've just pointed out is a cry for help coming from a wounded world that has never learned to trust the kind of nurturing guidance that provides clear solutions to our inner challenges. At the same time, once we identify the nurturing guidance that has been missing, we can create a distinct opportunity to make adjustments and slow down this runaway train. What I've discovered in my search for solutions is that we all have nine distinct levels of nurturing that needed to be introduced in the first eight years of our lives. When our caregivers didn't provide those specific levels of nurturing, why? Because no one taught them about nurturing when they were young. We didn't learn to trust that we matter and that our individual needs can actually be fulfilled. With such gaps in our inner trust, we've been a world trapped in distinct limitations. This is why most of us have felt unsure how to respond to the accelerated cries for help that have been taking place in the world around us. What we now need to realize is that until we invest in a nurturing education and learn how to resolve the wounds that we have carried around inside our bodies, we risk merely becoming numbed out to these accelerated crises. And if that is what we choose, these rising numbers will simply become our new normal having brought focus to the wounded challenges that we all face. I'll now share the empowering process I formulated for healing the fear and shame that most of us hold. I've had the chance to share this unique process with thousands of people around the world over the last 22 years. In that time, people have created consistent, powerful transformations by investing in a clear emotional education that is centered around these nine nurturing needs. Safety, connection, affection, acknowledgement, acceptance, compassion, clear guidance, support, and encouragement. You learn most powerfully from what you actually experience. The good news? It is never too late to introduce new experiences into your life. When you learn how to give yourself each of these nine nurturing experiences, even now as an adult, you will discover that you're still capable of building a deep sense of trust in the fact that you are an individual who matters. More good news is that as you begin to integrate these nine nurturing investments, you will become a clearer part of the solutions that are so desperately needed in our world by simply becoming an individual who models nurturing and self-value. You will be inspiring others to make similar choices. There's also comfort in the fact that we are all in this learning curve together. We all have challenges, and we all need to learn how to treat ourselves better and better. 
we cannot resolve the issues in our physical world by only addressing the outer challenges. We must learn how to connect and nurture ourselves on the inside. That is because it is what we hold inside that determines our actions and choices more than any other thing. To find out where you are at present in the process of self-awareness and self-nurturing, I'm going to encourage you now to ask a few questions. How comfortable do you feel to open and receive? How aware do you feel of your own feelings, even right now in this very moment? How often do you allow yourself to share your feelings with others, particularly your wounded or vulnerable feelings? Quite often, our inner challenges are not even a part of our most intimate conversations. However, I'm grateful to be able to stand in the midst of all the wounding and fear in the world to offer a solid option for healing I know that solutions are entirely possible and accessible. I've now dedicated my life to passing on a clear map of self, including the specific potentials that we all hold, supported by a set of nurturing tools that consistently make a real difference. While we're here exploring together, let me share one of those with you now. This exercise will also give you another way to discover how connected you've typically been to your own body at this point in your learning curve. In a moment, I'm going to share a specific word with you. When I do, I don't want you to shift a single thing about what you're already doing. Merely bring your focus to this word. Pay attention to what you discover without a single shift. The word is breath. Don't change a thing. Just bring your focus to how you were already breathing. Pay attention for about 15 seconds. If you're like most of the people I've taken through this exercise, you will likely discover that you were breathing in a very shallow way, stuck in what I call survival breathing. What I suggest you consider is a return to the natural breathing that you did when you were just an infant. If you look at a sleeping baby lying on its back in a crib, the only thing that moves is the infant's belly. That's the starting place I would like to suggest for you. The reason most of us stopped breathing in this natural way is that the belly is where we actually hold the memories of our wounded feelings. In an attempt to avoid shaking up those old feelings, most of us unconsciously shift to a much shallower survival breath over time. Even more powerful than the natural breath of an infant is what I will now teach you, which is called a proactive breath. This breath will allow you to not only nurture yourself with more oxygen and energy, 
it will also send a clear message to your nervous system that you are safe to receive and that you are safe to assert and share yourself much more authentically than most practice. Let's begin this exercise by having you place one hand on your belly. This is so that you can feel how fully you are filling up your lower body. We're now going to take three breaths together in the nose and out the mouth. First, pay attention on filling the belly on the in-breath. Do three of those with me, just breathing in as the main focus. Feel that belly full. And then release the breath. Again. Belly full. Release the breath. One last one. Belly fuller than any of the other breaths, I hope. And now release. Now we're going to focus on the out-breath. I've already given a hint of a proactive out-breath with an open mouth, relaxed jaw. So we're going to continue filling up the belly, but now we're going to send the air to the far side of the room through that open mouth and relaxed jaw. It'll sound something like this. Play with me. Do it three times with me. No need to match me. Just do it as fully as is natural for you today. One more. Pay attention to your body and see how you feel. Don't do more than three breaths when you're beginning to practice this proactive breathing. You're moving much more energy this way and you can become dizzy and lightheaded if you really do that out breath fully. So I suggest that you begin practicing this exercise one minute, three times a day. Nurturing you three minutes a day. Won't it be interesting to discover? This will give your body a chance to get used to a new connection and a new flow of energy that will begin to feel natural. You'll feel calmer and more energized. So I'm now going to leave you with these few things to ponder and to practice We all carry a great deal of wounded emotional energy that needs to be acknowledged, expressed, and released. When you prepare that process with the breath, you will also be able to take your place as a proactive part of the healing that is so needed in our world. 
Learning to nurture yourself couldn't be more essential to finally healing the wounding that you've endured for so long. Perhaps you have feelings you've also been carrying around for decades, just like the ones I discovered on my walk a month ago. There's an endless world of possibility awaiting you to show up as a compassionate, empowered adult. Are you ready to lay your burdens down? Are you ready to nurture and release? Are you ready for healing solutions in the world? In order to help you take a proactive first step in addition to the breathing that we just did, I've created two free guided meditations on my website, ronbaker.net. If you will go to the link at the top of the home page or to the Best Self app and look for my article in the August 2018 issue, you will find a link to access those two guided meditations. The first will help you create a clear connection to your inner wounded child. And the second is designed to help you enhance the quality of every outer relationship that you have. I thank you for being here with me. I thank you for listening. I hope we will have a chance to continue the conversation. I'm grateful for Best Self for providing the opportunity. Nurturing and vulnerability. The power of healing your inner wounded child. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Learn more at bestselfmedia.com.